players of the world, musicians, coffee drinkers. Podcast is back. Um, welcome. This is as a direct result of uh, something we were discussing in the new Telegram channel today, and that is kind of my unplugging from social media. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, if you want to join, like really join the discussion and, and kind of weigh in on that and maybe let us know how that is affecting you and how you use social media. Maybe you're tied up in it, feel like you can't get away. Maybe you love it. Maybe you're the, the, the epicenter of it and are a better person for it. I'd like to hear people's thoughts either way. Um, yeah, my Telegram channel, it's linked in the, in the show notes. Not that difficult to find everywhere online. It's in pretty much every YouTube description, etc., etc so um check that out if you want to be part of the of the conversation um but the gist of it is i uh finally grew the cojones to just unfollow everyone and everything on every platform i didn't you know delete my accounts or anything i still think there's some value for me in those uh in those platforms as a, as a musician and as a tool for promotion and for communicating with people but the noise was getting a little bit much let's just say that even you know following people that i know and i love and you know family members my wife you know literally zero when you go to my accounts it is i'm following zero people now and uh the kind of noise that that has cut out of my life gave me an extra 30 40 minutes in my day here to start recording the podcast again and you know getting back to what what really matters to me and i hope what really matters to you as well i hope you're here you know for the music um or for some element of of kind of what i do with a bass in my hand or you know related to music somehow <coughs> so i, I want to get into a ton of that i'm literally sitting here surrounded by pedals Anyone who follows me knows I'm a bit of a pedal nut and uh, I'm constantly building and deconstructing and rebuilding pedal boards for gigs and sometimes it's MIDI switches, sometimes it's multiple looping things, sometimes it's multi-effects, sometimes it's weird boutique pedals that do kind of one thing and nothing else and right now I'm just surrounded by all of them because I'm getting ready to go to the studio to, I would like to say to record a new album but I actually think it's it's just to record new music. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to release that yet. Um, I'm toying with the idea of releasing maybe a single or two a month um, for the six months after I finish uh, recording the project. And it's going to be quite varied. It's not kind of focused in on one particular style. It's not all completely composed. It's not all completely improvised. It kind of falls into all the things I love about music. That's what I'm trying to get back to, following what I care about and not what I think other people might like or what I should do as an artist. So here I am surrounded by pedals and, it, and I'm experimenting with a bunch of things. On a, on a nerd level, this is kind of the first time I'm getting into having a stereo rig. I'm facing on my left here an Aguilar 210 with a Tonehammer 700 on it. And on my right, I know an interruption in the podcast is not preferable but as this podcast is not sponsored by me undies or nordvpn or squarespace or manscaped or any of those popular podcast sponsors i'm going to take 30 seconds of your time just to sponsor it with some of my own stuff that is available the books the base studio um, you can go to yannicksbassstudio.com to get a i was going to say well i am going to say a shitload of lessons uh, <laughs> and you can head over to yannickwasdala.com for all the books there's some great bundles there some discounts um and if you're an old soul like me and 
enjoy having a physical book in your hands, you can go to Amazon.com, punch in my name. All the books are available there, and they ship within 24 hours almost everywhere worldwide. I guess that's why Mr. Bezos takes a solid 40% cut. But ho-hum, that's where we're at. Appreciate you taking a few seconds out of your time to listen to this. Maybe one of those things aligns with where you're at in your practice schedule and in your journey as a bass player or a musician and can be of some genuine help to you moving forwards. And on that note, back to the show. I'm facing a uh, pair of SL112s with a Tonehammer 500 on top. I should probably do both sides exactly the same in terms of the amplification, just to give me a kind of true representation of what's going on. But this is as close as I've got in the studio, and it's kind of a game changer. I know I'm probably preaching to the choir uh, in terms of everyone who's already been running a stereo rig forever, but when you create pads like this... Whoa. And I've just kept that one in, in one of the loopers. I've got several loopers in the end of the chain, and there was just something so pleasing and kind of calming about that pad that it's just been sitting in there for a few days. I really don't want to get rid of it. But I came across it through, uh, you know, a bunch of experimentation and not exact, it's not a preset that I can just go back to and hit one note and come up with that. So my process of finding out what's going on here and what I'm going to be most successful with in the studio next month is really about you know, making little notes of which combinations of pedals I'm using, how I'm going into certain things, how I'm using things like the Chase Bliss Audio Mood, for instance, which is can be quite random. It's one of those, it's a looper, kind of a micro looper. It's something that's always listening. So if I play, um, let's see, turn my bass on. So if I play something here, maybe I give it a little bit of space with the Dark World just before. Do I give it some modulation as well? Ooh, that is quite pleasing to listen to to my ears but right now I haven't touched the mood and but it's listening the whole time so if I just hold this one long note there and eventually just hit the right side of the channel now the mood is kind of looping what it was hearing and I have the option to kind of move that around modify things slow things down change the length of the loop create almost like a sequencer-like thing here. It's kind of cool. I can also change the pitch up in fifths and octaves and with it the speed. So that's... That's kind of where we started, right at 12 o'clock, and then we can get way down here. And then we start to get a lot of nice noise and some transients. Oh, and then we kind of lose the signal altogether and take it, you know, reduce the sample rate. So if I leave that there, I can sample that with a with a looper. Let me see where I want to. Mm, So I kind of make up a little groove just so I have the right kind of length in the looper for a for an even number of bars. So I could put a little backbeat in there just to be experimenting here. Let's see. Maybe give the backbeat a little bit of space as well. And maybe have the backbeat with a little more punch. 
just to give us some little tempo reference, a little bit more of a grid there. Now, okay, so that's saved. What I'm also dealing with are these two pedals, new to me. They're not new to the pedal wall, but these two pedals from Pladask Electrisk. I've got the Fabricat here, and I was lucky enough to grab one of these backlings when they did a restock recently, and the backlings is so much fun. This is now just the backlings. Well, I've got some little bit of a harmonizer going on with the stomp. We have this kind of lo-fi, almost glitchy, kind of tape modulation. We can go reverse, we can go forwards, we can go up with the pitch shifting, we can have no pitch shifting, which I kind of like. And when you push that through a reverb, it's subtle, but these are exactly the kind of things. That's kind of almost how I ended up getting to that pad I played you earlier on, was just by messing around with certain things. Uh, harmonizer stuff, actually, with the, with, the, uh, with the HX Stomp. Having a nice like, kind of higher pad like that. bit of modulation and then something that's new for me not the pedal but the position and the function in the chain is the eventide h9 using the black hole algorithm because that's what's given me the stereo reverb and it's at the end of the chain right before the loopers it's the last thing that's really effect doing having any effect on the signal And it feels so wide. I know it's tough to capture that in a podcast, and I'm, you, maybe you're not even listening with headphones or in stereo right now. But if you do, so much wider. So that's the stereo, and here's, if I use the dark world, um, here's mono. Isn't that crazy how, how much of a bigger image the eventide so much nicer so when I'm when I'm pushing like huge sounds through that whoa and we get our first overload maybe the that's the Mantic Hulk um, and if I gotta turn off the uh, that's why I've gotta turn off the harmonizer Oof. so that's the Hulk into the backlings, into the Eventide H9. Let's see what's going on with that loop again. So we're in C, okay. Ooh, that's pretty, that's a little aggressive. So now that's in the that's all in the loop. Feeling pretty wide, at least in my headphones. I hope it is in yours.
Frantibit is never far away. Add a little kind of weirdness and square wave. Oh, you know what? It is kind of far away because it's not plugged in. What do you know? I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really hearing things. This is so professional. These moments brought to you by Gwizdala Enterprises. So... Now I've unplugged it from the power brick. This is this is going well. <laughs> I should be making a note of all these mistakes so I can lean on them to make weirder sounds on the on the record day. There we go. So that's the frantic giving me that kind of synth like square wave vibe using the bit crusher places I can go with this and I have been some of them are more successful than others I'm not sure I would really pursue that particular idea much more if I was in the studio and the red light was on and we were recording um, but for me the, the great thing is going to be having Nico and Tom uh, Nicholas Vicaro and Tom Corley there my, my new trio um, and seeing how we all interact together with this kind of stuff um, I will say I'm not taking a pedal board as such. I'm not taking any of this stuff constructed before I go. It is going to look like the the weird pile of, of rubble, actually, that it looks like now as I look down at all this stuff on the floor. It's going to look like that in the studio, and I'm going to be you know, moving things left and right and up and down. Expression pedals here and you know, just switching the signal chain, see, seeing what I can come up with. Hopefully nothing I've come up with before. That is the ultimate goal. I definitely have kind of a concept i want to go there and i want to make huge wide sounding cinematic if you like kind of music um and and just see what happens uh The other thing is I really want to use the Eventide H9 as a sequencer earlier on in the chain, but it is probably the best stereo reverb I have right now. So I'm actively looking for um, a stereo reverb that is just as huge as that to put in the end of the chain, and maybe I can start using that as a sequencer earlier on, which will be fun just to have, you know, instead of having to create that stuff and put it in the looper, 
actually have control over that, the steps and being able to program it a little before we do a take of a of an improvisation and, and being able to build off of that, that would be kinda kinda cool. And this this is the Pladask Electrisk Fabricat, which I I just love the sound of this thing. I don't really know how to use it. It's a little deep in terms of the interface and what it can do. So I'm still learning it. Plus there are I think uh, sixteen algorithms in it. Um all different and still not quite up to speed as to what, what every single one is and, and how each of the knobs play off each other but it definitely gives me some granular delay sounding uh, kind of lo-fi Ooh. you know and I'm, you know, I don't think I really intend to go into the studio and play sort of pretty chords like this so you know I got to start experimenting more with the the sounds I'm more likely to to be using. Okay, that's maybe a little a little weird. <laughs> like this isn't. It's not just, although it may sound kind of a little chaotic and kind of endless knob turning, um, it kind of is initially. But the goal is really to find a starting point, you know. Like, what I really want to be able to do... is tune is tune that front a bit to to give me that ring mod let me go G actually and get all these crazy subtones And then process it. Like get this through the fabricate now. Or the backlings. And now I've just picked it up with the mood. Thank you. 
the the mood has a kind of a great reverb on it as well so you can totally in the same pedal completely wash out your original thing into a pad there's a little bit of a low end pulse in the background there but nothing you couldn't just get away with using as a pad and now if I put that through a uh, put that through the H9 the black hole algorithm and spread it out in the end of the chain oh that's some nice decay so one thing I love to do I've also got to figure out the trails on the eventide I hope they have it. One thing I love to do is record some silence into the looper whenever I'm making some sort of ambient pad that doesn't need to have a bar line, doesn't need to have a pulse. So right now, as I talk to you, I'm recording silence into the looper. And boom, okay, so I've got a loop of silence. I still have still have the mood thing there. I just turned the volume down. So I'm going to open, open the looper back up again. Now it's in record mode. I'm going to turn on my reverb, the H9, and then slowly fade in what's in the mood. So now I have this consistent pad with no start point, no end point. Um which is awesome that's probably enough so now so now my mood is empty again and okay just to break it I am going to get rid of this pad as much as I love it I'm going to ditch it because I want to show you guys something else that I do quite often which is okay why am I still hearing that that, that is interesting why am I still hearing that Hmm. I think I have something. Wow. I don't know why I'm still hearing that. That is very strange. Okay. Maybe that's just the trails from the mood. Yeah, see, these are the kind of things. That's what it was, is that mega reverb in the mood that still had the trails on, so I was hearing it. Okay, so back to the back to the game plan here. I've got in my first looper, I've got two loopers side by side, or back to back rather, in series here. So here's that first pad we just uh, recorded. Over the top of that, I would maybe grab just something a little, a little weird, like... Um, Something in the maybe in the shuffling loop. Oh, that's interesting. You can't do it. Oh, wow. I'm learning so much here. You can't use the shuffling looper in the HX stomp unless you have it assigned to a foot switch. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> kind of puts paid to that. But what I can do is go into just have something a little bit. Kind of weird and mm, maybe not that blown out. Mm -hmm. And 
pick up a new loop in the mood. So I've got my the original pad in the looper. I've got this new thing in the mood. And I can almost like get it high pitch enough to turn it get it away from being a pitch and turn it into kind of transients if I want. In fact, if we just listen to what that's doing on its own. Just some weird granular stuff up top there. Could even add a little... Actually, let's put a little, put a little stereo... Uh, I'll put a little delay on it. Kind of up the weirdness factor. So now I've got this kind of weird thing going on top of this loop. Now there's some pulse to that. So now all I did was record into my second looper with the mood going and the first pad. Now I have this two-layer thing in the second looper. Plenty of options to play around with it from a bass player standpoint. building up to a song here now here's the other thing I'm working on as well is having two paths so I can kind of have one side of my signal chain with all the ambient kind of high frequency looping stuff and the other side with uh, you know the fundamentals the low end so one's not getting smashed and I can mix them separately and just give me more control in post-production for now just going into one looper but the, the the plan is to have an a B split at some point in the signal chain and run them down two sides um, and just make it make it sound huge um. could be 40 minutes long if I let it go. Uh, sadly, I should probably keep these to about half an hour. 
I should probably also think about the content before I start recording them in future as well. But that was it. This was my free time to hit the red button to post another episode of the uh, of the podcast and um, and to let you know what's going on. Um, I, I always had the most fun with with the audio podcast, communicating with you guys and um, being able to post all kinds of stuff, interviews and musings, uh, musical musings like today and just thoughts and uh, and ideas. So hopefully you dig that um, and will consider going to be part of the conversation in the Telegram channel. That would be huge. I definitely like your feedback on uh, kind of what what I'm trying to do right now in terms of weaning myself off social media and being a little more focused and honest with the communication with with fans and followers um, and how that how that looks in 2022. I think it's uh, I think we're about to experience uh, a bit of a comeback in terms of seeing each other again in terms of gigs and. Um, you know, I know I'm planning a tour for myself end of August, beginning of September. Uh, I know Bob Reynolds already has a tour almost locked in. Um, a few final dates being added, but that's going to be end of September through first two weeks of October. Um, as I said, I'm going to the studio to record next month. So things are looking not that tragic right now. Um, I know everyone's dealing with different stuff and everyone's at a different stage, depending on where you're listening from in the world. Um, but the general sentiment and the and the you know seems to be one of one of optimism so far um post kind of or during kind of getting towards post omicron variant etc etc so i hope it continues that way try and bring you some more episodes of this um as often as i can now i've got this time on my hands to be creative and uh, and not be scrolling instagram reels all day long <laughs> all right cats that's it see you on the next one <laughs>